back to another episode of the Get Back Coach, presented by Apollo Media. We have a playoff. We have a playoff. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. We have, I feel like there are two camps in this. Two very passionate camps that wanted something completely different for that fourth spot. You have the camp that believes Alabama rightfully got that spot uh, as the SEC champ with a loss. And another camp that says Florida State 13 or 13 and 0 ACC champ should have been in over them. Jay, did the committee get it right? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it's all really relative, isn't it? Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that Florida State should have been in. Uh, I actually am of the opinion that Florida State should have been in the third spot. Uh, I think without having a loss, you, you win a Power 5 conference. Granted, uh, the ACC hasn't looked as good lately, uh, but you win a Power 5 conference. I think I think that the, the Florida State uh, Seminoles should have been in the playoff. Uh, with that being said, I also think that the four best teams are in the playoff. I think that Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama are the four best teams. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good playoff. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, but I just I don't I I think the games on the field have to matter uh, throughout the season. And obviously, Texas having the outright win over Alabama, they should have been in uh, if it came down to those two. Uh, which I think it should have, and and Florida State should have been locked in by doing everything within their power through the season, right? Like going undefeated is not an easy task, uh, as evidenced by Texas and Alabama having losses on their record. Mm. Uh, but I just because like I'm still excited for the playoff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I just don't think Florida State should have been left out. Yeah, and you know what? When, when you look at Florida State and you look at what they did, you know, throughout the season, you know, they, they didn't beat um, didn't beat a whole lot of teams handily. Um, I mean, you have a three a three point win against a three win team. Uh, you have a you know a 14-point win that was really close towards the end of the game uh, against a bad group of five team, a six-and-six six group of five team. Um, you know, you have a, you know, the last game of the season, a, you have to ha- complete a fourth and 30-some. You know, oh, wait, that was Alabama that did that. Sorry, that wasn't Florida State. My apologies. Um <laughs> No, here's here's the thing. I I've been flip flopping throughout this entire week because all last week I was saying Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. They're undefeated. They should go in. If they're undefeated, they should go in. Now, or when it happened, I was like, you know what? Watching that game, I was like, Alabama looks good. Like they look good. Um. But again, it is it's subjective. And I this is very dangerous with the eye test. This is this is a very dangerous thing that we're doing 
because do I think the four best teams are in? Yes. Um, do I think the committee got it correct? Yes. However, this is what I don't like. It seems like the criteria changes every year. Yeah. And that's what I don't like here. Um, the other thing is throw Vegas out the window. I, I don't care what Vegas says. All right. And I know we do our um, share of gambling content on here. I just, I don't care what Vegas says. I don't think that's a valid argument. Um, I feel really bad for those Florida state players. I feel extremely bad for Jordan Travis because they're basically saying he is the reason why you're not going because um, because he got hurt and he's that big part, uh, uh, a huge part of the, your team. But my other thing yeah, when is you have, when yeah. you have a quarterback come in and say, I wish I'd broke my leg earlier in the season so that mm-hmm. this wasn't held against this talented team. Uh, I mean, something, something's pretty obviously wrong there in my opinion. Yes. And I don't, and we said it on here before we did not, we don't think, and that's my whole thing. I don't care that Jordan Travis is hurt. Okay, I don't. Um, but oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Like, I, I care that he's hurt. Like, I feel bad for the kid. But I don't want that to be a reason why you leave Florida State out. I want you to leave Florida State out because you truly believe their resume does not hold up against Alabama's. And initially, I was totally on that side with I believe Alabama is the better team. And then I started looking at Alabama's schedule, all right? Again, 4th and 31 against an Auburn team that isn't good. Um, Listen, I was at that LSU game, electric game, but Alabama was was helped there because Jaden Daniels got hurt. That game was tied in the third. Alabama didn't have an answer for Jaden Daniels. Um, You do have a 14-point win against Tennessee. Then Arkansas at home, three-win Arkansas. That's a three-point win against them. No offense to you, Jay. Texas A&M was not <laughs> exactly world beaters this year. That's a six-point win. All right, you, you smoked Mississippi State. Yeah, beat Ole Miss handily. That South Florida game was atrocious. It's in September. I get it. And then you lost by double digits at home to Texas, which Texas is very, very good. So, if you're going to say that Alabama has looked better, I mean, you're really saying Alabama looked better against Georgia. I think that is what you're saying. Because if you actually look at their resume, this is not this is not really an Alabama team of the past. If you're going to say, well, Alabama looks better, it's just that they looked better against Georgia. Yeah. Um. So that's my first point. Also, Jay, I think this is what happened. And I don't know if anyone has talked about this or if they've cracked the code. But Alabama, do you know who Texas needs to thank? Texas needs to thank Alabama for beating Georgia. Because this is what would happen if Georgia beats Alabama. It will goes Georgia. Michigan, Washington, 
And then you have Alabama with two losses, so they're out. And then it comes down to undefeated Florida State and a one-loss Texas. And Florida State would have gotten in. If it was between yep. undefe- if it was undefeated Texas, or sorry, one-loss Texas versus undefeated Florida State, Florida State gets in at the fourth spot. But because Alabama won the SEC, if you put Bama in and not Texas, then they're like, whoa, wait a second. Texas has a, a 10-point win over Alabama. How can you leave Texas out? So now... Jordan Travis getting hurt made the committee's um, made the committee's choice easier because that last bullet point, the last bullet point says, um, you know, take into consideration coaches and players because I believe this Jay, I have this is I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but no, yes I can. Um, even if Jordan Travis was healthy, all right, and they still beat Louisville by 10, and they say they still beat uh, Florida by 9 or whatever they – say the scores are the same, and Florida State has Jordan Travis, Florida State still gets left out. Because – I wouldn't be surprised. There's no way – and again, I'm not I'm not taking shots at the SEC, but there is no way they were going to leave out the SEC champion with one loss. There's no way. I mean, they, I don't they, I don't disagree with you. I don't know, but do you, do you think I don't know? Do you think there's merit to that? Uh, no, I mean it's possible, right? Like I, I honestly like. Again, like you said, it feels like the committee changes up what they judge the criteria on and what they weigh more heavily every year. So I, I just have no idea at this point. I, I give up trying to understand what their thoughts are. I wash my hands of it. Uh, I'm just ready to move on to the 12-team playoff so that we don't have to have this discussion about a undefeated conference champion in a Power 5 conference getting yeah. left out. True. I mean, I realize that we're going to still have like <laughs> arguments yeah. down the road. But it's not going to be a conference champion getting left out that goes undefeated. Right. So here's the other thing. And I guess you you can say, well, hey, you shouldn't have lost this game. You shouldn't have lost that game, which is going to make things a lot easier. But we're still going to be having these arguments about eight between 8 to 12. And 100%. if we start saying now, well, what does the eye test see? What do we see? Did we watch the games? If we only use that, it's a slippery slope from 8 to 12. Because yeah. now, again, how is rankings going to be? Because uh, if there's four ACC teams in the top 12, you bet your ass they're all getting in. And it's going to be one of those things. Well, wait a second. How can you only put two in and four here? And they're like, oh, well, the eye test shows us that. Yeah. Um so I'll say this before we move on. I know people keep saying the games matter. Like the, the regular season should matter. And to Florida State, it looked like it did not matter to them. But the games that did matter is Texas and Alabama. You basically said Texas beat Alabama by 10 in their place. 
Um, that game matters. So Texas is now going in. Texas benefited from having that game um, earlier in the year against Alabama. Unfortunately, uh, LS Florida State LSU, which I know it's in the beginning of the year, but um, Florida State shut down Jaden Daniels, okay, and beat Florida State by more than Alabama did, and Jaden Daniels didn't get hurt um, in the Florida State game. So, again, common opponents. I know in the beginning of the year, but still, common opponents. Um, so I think the best four teams are in, and I, I know I'm going to totally contradict what I just said. I do think the best four teams got in and I don't think it's right that Florida state got left out. Yeah. I I think, I think there's gray area here. Uh, and I think we're pretty much in agreement on, on the situation here, Mm -hmm. uh, where, like Florida State as an undefeated conference champion should have should have been in the playoff, uh, but I do think on a on a neutral playing field at this point in the season, Alabama and Texas both beat Florida State. Uh, that being said, <laughs> I, I tweeted this and some people were like, "Oh, Florida State's gonna go the UCF route, huh?" When I when I tweeted that Florida State should mm-hmm. claim a national championship if they win their bowl game, look if they beat Georgia as an undefeated conference champion that got left out of the playoff i mean look i i I don't think they beat georgia so i think it's a moot point but if they beat georgia they have every right to claim that championship in my mind no yeah and i I get that you have to like be voted on to like have it or whatever uh you can't just claim it but I think they should just claim it if 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 they beat Georgia and and finish the season undefeated. Uh, I mean, look, they'll have wins over two uh, top tier SEC teams in, in LSU and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have won their conference. They'll have gone undefeated. I, it's it's a national championship winning resume. Mm-hmm. Like if if you looked at it and you said you beat LSU and Georgia, went undefeated. And, and you looked at it at the end of the season without knowing anything else for Florida State, knowing that they have a conference championship undefeated and beat LSU and Georgia, you would think that's a national championship team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, like, how the rest of it played out. I mean, so give me all the flack. Tell me that I'm saying that Florida State should go the UCF route, but I, I see this completely differently. Oh, I, I just raised the banner that says undefeated season. Undefeated, no. thirteen, you know, the thirteen and zero conference champ, whatever champ, or what are they playing? The Orange Bowl, right? Orange Bowl, yeah, Orange Bowl yeah, champ, Orange Bowl. yeah, Orange Bowl champ. Um, that's that's how you do it, man. Um, I think just do it like that. I will say this, uh, and Jay, uh, you know, I was talking to some Penn State people, and they're like. They even said, like, if we figured out a way to beat Michigan and we were sitting at 11 and 1, we would have went to the title game. If we beat Iowa as a 12 and 1 team, but everyone still thinks Michigan's better than us, are we being left out? And we probably are. Yeah. Because they would have put Michigan, they, they probably would have put Michigan in ahead of us. Um, because again, if if they still think, oh, Michigan looks better on if Mich- oh, you know, Penn State had them at home, 
there was a there's a chance that the Big Ten gets left out completely. And I'm like, it I would have broken every piece of furniture in my home. <laughs> if Penn State was at twelve and one and and didn't get in. Yeah, imagine like, if Iowa had beat Michigan. Oh, that's total chaos. Total chaos. Um <laughs> But I don't know. It's it's a, a terrible situation. I do think they get the four best teams in, but I, I feel like this is a slippery slope we're playing with the eye test that we don't have just resumes and we have the eye test because this eye test sometimes does not work. And, you know, I'm not saying Florida State would have beaten Georgia or anything like that, or uh, sorry, Michigan, but they deserved to be in there. Um Last thing, last thing. Um, keep hearing about people saying about, well, you know, the fourth team always gets smoked because it's the most deserving team, and it's never, it's never the the team that's actually the best. Well, what were the records? Like, what did the records tell us? Because again, if you think a team's better, but they fumbled two games away, and the other team only has one, I'm sorry, the one loss team goes in. Unless it's like, you know, it's got to be glaring. It's got to be absolutely glaring, and it's not. And, um, again, I, I don't think we should be lobbying for the best football games. I think we should be lobbying for who deserves this the most. Whose resume uh, deserves this the most? Um, again, I don't know if you'll be able to do it, but could you put blind resumes up on there? Could you just put numbers? I mean, I think it'd be pretty easy for people to figure out who's who. You know? Yeah. But but blind see if you could do that. Like blind resumes. And say, hey, this team is this, 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 this team is this, this, this. I don't know. I mean, might as well, right? I mean, I don't know. But yeah, it's this is subjective. Um, it all depends on what side you're on. And and there are two glaring sides. Like, it's college football civil war when it comes to this. Um, uh, Jay and I were totally wrong with our picks, by the way. Uh, now we both had Michigan won. Both had Georgia and Oregon in. Yep, they lost. And then I had Florida State. Jay had Texas. So, <laughs> Jay got two I in. Went and went 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, again, I Texas, Texas should have been number four. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, again, I, I, I again, I, I'm still flip flopping on this, but yeah, Alabama getting in, I think they are very good, one of the best. But again, I think did everyone just forget that they won a game on fourth and thirty two? Did everyone forget that they only beat Arkansas at home by two? Same team, same team, but we're gonna over, we're gonna analyze Florida State. If Alabama had Ole Miss's uniforms on, they're not in. They look better. The people look better playing football when they got crimson on and they have numbers on the helmets. I think that's also a sad um, truth as well. But, Jay, let's talk about our news. Uh, Jay, bowl game, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl. How are we feeling? It is a bowl game. Uh, I mean, look, it's an improvement from last year, not going bowling. But uh, I have no idea what to think because I don't know who's going to be coaching A&M. 
uh, because Elijah Robinson, the interim head coach, uh, has accepted a defensive coordinator position at Syracuse. Uh, so uh, who knows? I mean, look, it, it's this is just nature of, of college football now. Uh, there's going to be some some movement before bowl games that aren't the playoff. And, uh, you know, it, it's. It'll be interesting. I mean, I'm still excited about it because it's here where I live, right? Like in Houston, right. so it makes it pretty easy to go. But uh, other than that, don't really have too many thoughts on it. Uh, <laughs> across from Texas A&M is probably the most, you know, uh, up and down team in the nation in, in Oklahoma State. Uh, you never know what version you're going to get. So, uh, yeah, not not a lot of thoughts in the head on, on how the game's actually going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, E-Rob leaving, that's uh, that's tough. Um, going to take a defense coordinator position at Syracuse. And I think that's two things. That's going to hurt Penn State, I think, with regional, um, with recruiting. But also, the good news is he's just um, he's he's just closer to becoming uh, or going back home on Penn State staff. Yeah. He's get, just getting closer to home. Um, Penn State. They got a ball game. First ever time Penn State is going to play in the Peach Bowl against a team, Ole Miss, who they've never played before. And if Penn State wins, Jay, they will be the first team ever to have won all all the New Year's Six Bowls. So there you go. if there we go. So there we're collecting them like Thanos, everybody. Not national titles. Yeah. New Year's Six Bowls. Hopefully, hopefully James Franklin can get another one of those. Um, you going to make the trip down to no, Atlanta for that? Gonna... Dude, I thought about it, but I was like, eh, I'm not going to. I I thought yeah. about it, though. Ticket prices are were pretty pricey. I, I, I did not expect them to be that much. They were like, yeah, ticket the, prices uh, were plane tickets, the though, game between The semifinal game between Texas and Washington is wild right now. Really? Yeah, and I'm sure Michigan and Alabama is too, because that'll be yeah. a heck of a matchup. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, no, nah, the Peach, um, yeah, Peach Bowl. Penn State's never played in the Peach Bowl just because Big Ten had no real tie to it. So since the um, New Year's Six inception and the, I, I don't know, BC, I think BCS did it too with the at large. I think Peach Bowl was something else completely when the BCS days, but New Year's Six, the, they got to bump up. So this is first time Penn State's playing it playing in it um i think it's gonna be a good game i I think these are two teams that um you know Ole miss can throw the ball all over the yard and penn state their strengths defense and then you have Ole miss's defense who has been hot and cold all year with penn state's offense that's been hot and cold all year so um it's gonna be interesting um penn state does have a new offensive coordinator um from kansas uh coddle nicky i he was my second guy after Sean Lewis. Um, I, I really, I really like their hire. I think he's going to use the strengths of the offense instead of just trying to outsmart everybody with um, what you have. I think this guy is going to um, rely on the strengths. So, so yeah, it's um, <sighs> bull season. It's here. Yeah. Um, so let's get into championship week recap. Jay, let's kick things off with the FCS minute. 
Yeah, uh, and again, this is going to be longer than a minute because uh, we have a lot of playoff games to cover. Uh, so we start off, South Dakota State is a buzzsaw that ran through Mercer. Uh, 41-0, nothing, no surprise there. Uh, Villanova beats Youngstown State, uh, 45-28. So that'll be uh, a quarterfinal matchup there between uh, the Jackrabbits and and, and Nova. Uh, number three, South Dakota beat Sacramento State, 34-24. Uh, and then North Dakota State beat Montana State uh, with a blocked extra point in Bozeman in overtime. And uh, Montana State had uh, had trouble with with the kicks all game. Uh, this is one that I actually got to tune into quite a bit. Uh, I, I, I watched most of this game. Fantastic contest. North Dakota State and Montana State were just running the ball uh, all over each other. It was, it was a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> you wonder if Montana State shouldn't have gone for two there at the end with their, with their kicking issues. Uh, nevertheless, uh, North Dakota State is going back to South Dakota for a rematch from earlier in the season. Missouri Valley football conference play. Uh, then this one uh, for you, uh, Albany beats Richmond forty-one thirteen. Hell yeah, Great Danes baby. rolling. Great Danes. Uh, uh, and then uh, number four, Idaho uh, beat Southern Illinois with a walk-off field goal in overtime. This is another one of the FCS playoff games that I tune into. Uh, absolute banger of a contest. KB Dome is always fun. So uh, Idaho will be hosting Albany. I know you wanted Southern Illinois to win so that you could make it up to Albany. I, for the game, I, but, uh, I, I was thinking about it, man. Like, it's Saluki's took that lead. I was like, oh, here they come. And I, I was thinking about, you know, hey, you know, maybe go up to Albany for the weekend, you know, uh, visit Brother Luke. But not happening. Not make. Uh, I am not making it to Moscow, Indiana. Or uh, India. I wish it was in Indiana. <laughs> Moscow, Whew. Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful with that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then number seven, Furman beat Chattanooga twenty six to seven. They'll face Montana, who cruised to a forty nine nineteen victory against Delaware. Uh, the weather was anything but cruise weather. I mean, I don't know if you saw the pictures from the mm-hmm. game, but it was very snowy in Missoula. A uh, lot of fun to watch, but I can't imagine like as a fan being there unless you're like a true sicko. Uh, what was super enjoyable? I, me personally, I would have loved to have been there. I need a snow game in my life. I don't get that here in Texas. Uh, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch on TV, even though Montana kind of turned it ugly there at the end, uh, ran away with it pretty early. Uh, Montana will host Furman, so uh, the boys from South Carolina going up there have to have a feeling there's going to be a little bit of a home field advantage for Montana. Oh. Uh, you, you think? So that's the playoff. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Huh? Yeah, that's the playoffs. Uh, we also want to touch on the uh, SWAC championship. Yeah, A and M wins thirty five fourteen over Prairie View. So they'll play Howard in the Celebration Bowl, uh, 12-16. Uh, obviously, that's the HBCU's top two conferences. The MIAC, I don't know uh, if if MEAC, we'll, we'll go that. And no, they, they say MEAC, too. They say MEAC, too. Okay. Okay. I believe uh, I want to make sure I don't. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I don't you know. UMES was in. I knew that because UMES plays baseball in the MEAC. So I knew that. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, Florida A&M, uh, honestly, very, very good FCS team. They're 11-1 mm-hmm. this year. Uh, the one loss was to South Florida, 38-24. Like, uh, they hung tough mm-hmm. with an FBS team. So, uh, yeah, I think the Rattlers are, are probably going to be favored in that one over Howard. Uh, should be a fun one, though. Uh, but yeah, that's our FCS minute. That was a lot longer than a minute. Um, Florida, Florida A&M also. Like, a couple things to Florida A&M. One, Love their Rattler logo. Two, rich, rich tradition um, at Florida A&M for football. And three, 
a fantastic band. Um, Florida A&M is one of those premier teams in the in the HBCU, which I don't feel like they maybe the last couple of years they maybe fell off, but it, it's nice to see them kind of back in the fold. Okay, so so it's going to be How- Howard Howard and Florida A&M. Yeah, it's Howard, and and Howard's a, a obviously a uh, HBCU with a lot of history. Yeah, uh, who has struggled recently, and and to see them competing for the competing in the Celebration Bowl is pretty cool to see as well. Yes, yeah, so you yeah Howard Howard and Florida A and M going to be um, you know kicking each other in the teeth is going to be actually pretty fun to watch with those two programs because it seems like North Carolina A and T and North Carolina Central had a, like a stranglehold on that. Um, on the HBCU championship for like 10 years. Yeah, South, and then South Carolina state. I South think Carolina was state was in there bit. for a little bit. Jackson, uh, Jackson state too, a little bit, but I feel like it was always NCCU and, um, North Carolina. NCA and T. Yeah. So it's nice. It's nice to see Florida A&M and Howard back, back in the fold. Um, all right, let's continue with championship week with F some FBS action Friday night. Liberty wins. The Conference USA Championship over uh, New Mexico State. This game was awesome to watch. Like, this game, I mean, I was flipping over to this from the Pac-12 game. Um, Diego Pavia gets hurt for New Mexico State, and that absolutely killed the Aggies' momentum in the fourth quarter. Um, This was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Listen, Liberty can score. I also think New Mexico State, their defense is probably their is their weaker point. But, um, you know, hats off to Liberty, 13-0. You know, good luck against Oregon. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch for a lot of people, I think. Uh, hats off to New Mexico State for another great season as well. I mean, uh, those guys definitely outperformed expectations for the second mm-hmm. straight year. Uh, they'll be going bowling for the second straight year, and and by the way, they're playing the New Mexico Bowl. That is going to be a uh, a very strong New Mexico State crowd mm. in Albuquerque uh, on on opposing turf. So yeah, exactly, uh, should be a fun one for them. Uh, then we move on to the Pac twelve. Last Pac twelve, obviously, there's a lot of thoughts. Washington wins thirty four thirty one. You want to get into this? Yeah. So the beginning of this game. It was like, oh, my God, Washington's going to run away with this. And that's what my initial thought was. Washington is going to run away with this football game. Um, We all had Oregon. Listen, Oregon was a nine and a half point favorite. I'm sorry. I look at that line and I immediately say something is wrong. Someone knows something. Vegas is going to Vegas always wins these games. I took Oregon. Because it, it, it smelled to me, and I was like, I, I smell a rat. I'm taking this. And this game played like this game played like we thought it would play. Uh, Washington gets a lead early. Oregon just crawls and crawls their way back. Um, unfortunately, could not get that signature score. Um, the other thing was, I thought both of these teams looked good. Um, I do think the reason why we thought Oregon looks so much better than Washington is just because I think Oregon went into the meat of their schedule, or sorry, I think Washington went into the meat of their schedule and Oregon didn't. I think Oregon was kind of coasting for a lot of those weeks, just blowing teams out. And I think Washington was just, you know, grinding out wins um, against, you know, solid opponents here. 
Um, Washington, again, proved they're the best team on the West Coast. Michael Penix Jr., uh, 27 of 39, 319 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Listen, this guy can run. I do think he's I think he's an underrated passer. Um, I don't think people talk about his passing enough. Um, but no, I, I think Washington is they they proved they're not only the Pac-12 champion, but they proved that they're the best team on the West Coast by far. Um, which I guess is another cool representation of the playoff. I guess the good things, let's say good things about the playoff right now. Yeah, Michigan in the north. Washington on the West Coast, Alabama in the Deep South, South and Texas. That's a hell of a Texas is Texas. Texas is te- yeah. <laughs> Texas is not the we, South. It's Texas. We, we we could stretch it and call it Southwest and say we have Southwest. every corner of the, uh, yes. the United States. Um, but no, Jay, I I think Washington. Listen, Washington as a nine and a half point dog. Don't know why. Still, still do not know why. I, I mean. I know Oregon shot themselves Vegas in the foot a lot. Us. I know Vegas tricked us, but Oregon did shoot themselves in the foot a little bit in the beginning of this game. They did not look great, um, but no, Washington got it done. Yeah, and uh, hats off to uh, to Washington and, and Kalen DeBoer especially because uh, I mean he is an incredible coach. Uh, what he has done in, in two short years at Washington, uh, I mean, man, this program is. Is something is a lot of fun to watch, and uh, looking forward to seeing them in the Big Ten. Obviously, would would like to have kept uh, the Pac twelve together, but uh, interested to see how they do in the uh, in the playoff as well with Texas. It'll be a rematch from last mm-hmm. year's bowl game. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll see what happens. Re- remember the Alamo, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember the Alamo, Texas. Remember the Alamo, <laughs> the Alamo Bowl, yeah. as it were. Um. I have one more thing. Do you see the rumors with Will Roger right now? I do, yeah. So if you're tracking portal news, uh, Will Rogers is is rumored to be uh, headed to Washington. Uh, so that would be, uh, you know, stepping in for Penix. That's a uh, that is a uh, not a big drop off. I don't think. No. Then it is a drop off. But Will Rogers is a very good quarterback, and he has no help this year. At Mississippi State. He had none. Yeah. Um, let's get to Saturday. Uh, we're going to start this baby off with Maction. Miami of Ohio wins the MAC championship 23-14 to over Toledo. This kid was more of a defensive struggle than I thought. A um, little bit of a, a rock fight for most of this game. I thought the Red Hawks did a great job of containing Daquan Finn. Um, Finn is a guy who wants to get outside the pocket. He wants to throw on the run. He wants to take off. And I thought they did a really, really good job of just keeping him in that pocket, making sure he can't extend plays, making sure that he is feeling pressure but is cannot get to those corners. So I thought the Miami of Ohio did a good job there. Um, listen, Avion Smith, Miami, the leading passer of the game, all right. Also had 99 rushing yards. I think that's also, um, you know, big thing to get things done on the ground. Um, no, I like Miami of Ohio. They clearly look like the better team. And listen, Miami of Ohio, a lot of people talking about Ohio. I know I was. People always talking about Toledo in the Mac. Miami of Ohio was a bit of a dark horse, and they come out and win it. 
Yeah, and and they lost to uh, Toledo earlier in the year. Get to avenge a loss. Uh, I've always thought that like beating the same team twice in one season can be can be a bit of a challenge. Obviously, Washington passed that challenge, but uh, you know I think Miami of Ohio was able to scheme up some things after after seeing them on tape against Toledo, and uh, they just took advantage of it more. And uh, you know, hats off to the Red Hawks. They've been a great team all year. Uh, you know, obviously they have the tough loss to Miami, but. The only other loss they have is 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 Toledo, so uh, you know the a very very deserving team. Now they're eleven and two. They go to a bowl game against App State, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, excited to you know we love action here. So uh, this was this was one I think we were both excited about. Uh, a less exciting game, uh, at least in my mind, was Texas dominating uh, Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, Quinn Ewers obviously had a great game. Uh, one one thing to watch though, uh, Xavier Worthy did get kind of banged up there at the end, uh, and maybe he should have been out of the game anyway. Uh, in that situation, uh, will be interesting to see how that affects you know uh, Texas in the playoff. Oklahoma State is the biggest enigma in college football this year. Usually, I say it's Maryland, <laughs> it's Oklahoma State. Like losing games in the beginning of the year. Who did they lose to? They lost to someone like. So, oh, South got, Alabama, like, 33-7. Yeah, South yeah. Alabama, like, smoked them. Then they, then they started – OU. Well, then, then they were winning games. They were winning games. I think they beat West Virginia late, and then they beat Oklahoma in, Still, or, uh, in Stillwater for Bedlam, and then they got smoked by Central Florida, 45-3. to Like, how? Like, yeah. I just don't – this team, I, I don't – they are so hot and cold that it is unreal. Yeah, needed needed two overtimes to beat BYU. Yeah, which get yeah. Like it's I, I don't know. Like Oklahoma State is the biggest enigma. I you don't know what team you're gonna get. And, and hey, I hope the the bad version shows up for your Aggies. Yeah. Me too. Nice, Me too. Yeah, it'd, it'd be nice for you the guys to win the Texas Bowl. Um so yeah, Texas looked great, <laughs> man. Texas looked great. Yeah. They look like a team that is well balanced, and a team that um, can beat you a, a couple different ways. Um, I, unless I hate Texas, not, not as much as you, but like I hate Texas, and you got to take your hat off to them. This is a this is a great football team. Yeah, uh, it, it pains me to say it. Uh, <laughs> you know, some people I, I was kind of tongue in cheek where I said uh, I don't want Texas to be in the, or I don't think Texas should make the playoffs because I don't want them to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, I think some people took that seriously, but uh, no, it was. Uh, this is a team that definitely deserves to be uh, competing for a national championship, and uh, they have a chance. It should be a fun game against Washington. Uh, again, they're going to be looking for revenge, so mm-hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of stuff to watch in that one. Jay, do we? I think it's official. I think it's official, Jay. Yeah. Te- Texas is back. I think they are. They I are. think they are. I, I, I <sighs> again, again, can they sustain this going forward? I mean, that's we don't know. Is this a flash in the pan, or is this going to be a a, a a symbol of things to come? We don't know. But if you're a Texas fan, you you got to enjoy this ride right now because it was a long, it was a long, it was a long climb back. But uh, yeah, they are they are back in the fold. Um, let's go to the Mountain West, Mountain Best. Um, Boise State just 
pummeled UNLV. Um, beat them in the trenches. Rushed for over 300, 300 yards they rushed for. 527 total yards of offense for Boise State after firing Andy Avalos. <laughs> and how they won the conference. Um, uh, who, was the, who was the interim? He got the job. Yeah, Spencer Danielson. Uh, Spencer Danielson, went, yeah. Went, went 3-0 after <laughs> taking over uh, for Andy Avalos. Uh, two wins to close out the season. He gets into the, the Mountain West Championship game and then wins the thing. Uh, I mean, hats off, you know, great job. Mm. And, and, you know, obviously uh, seemed to motivate his guys pretty well uh, and, and kept them focused in spite of a coach getting fired midseason. Uh, this one feels kind of weird, right? Like mm. just the, the coaching change and, and, and then going with somebody that was already on staff. I don't know, uh, especially because it was so early in the Avalos era. I think it was like only his second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Who knows? Do you think there was smoke there? Do Do you think something was going on behind the scenes? Maybe Avalos ruffled some people the wrong way. Maybe something was happening where they're like, "Yo, this guy is is not good for this program right right now." We have if we want to save um this season, we gotta we gotta get rid of him. Do you think? Yeah. It who, could who knows? Be something like that? Like I, I don't even Who knows know with boosters behind the scenes too. Or is it, you never uh, know what is the money guys are. Does Boise have big boosters? Uh, I mean, they I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of potato baron in Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys got oil. You guys got oil down here. You know, Penn State's got the old, all the engineers, and they have. I uh, Boise has the Idaho the the potato. The, the potato, potato the potato barons, the potato empires up there. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I feel like we're going to hear something about this later on. Like there has to be something that's going to break. This is, hey, this is why Avalos was actually fired. Because I, I have a hard time believing it was wins and losses. Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense there. No. Uh, we're staying with group of five and, and going to the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt, as it were. Uh, we didn't talk about Troy enough this year, did we? We didn't like we did not. And it's a like, shame we, we, because I watched this game and it was they were they just ran the ball down App State's throat. Like yeah. Vital had two hundred and thirty-three yards of rushing, five touchdowns. He said a Sunbolt championship record. Dude, they just ran it down App State's throat. Uh and also they were selling uh, Natty Light and Bush Light for two dollars at the game, uh, so hats off to Troy for that. Uh, absolute legends there uh, in in Troy, Alabama. Uh, but yeah, just I mean, just a physical team. You know what you're going to get uh, with, with Troy. Uh, they play a physical brand of football. They just want to run the ball all over you. Uh, tough start to the year with the loss at Kansas State, but I mean that's Kansas State. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you lose to Madison, so you start off one and two. And I, I wonder if that's part of what we read into, but then it seems like they figured it out and they, they turned it on and, and just became a uh, a force to be reckoned with. And they finished season eleven and two. They'll get a bowl game against Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, another another fantastic year for Troy. Uh, again, we didn't talk about them enough. They no. were uh, a force. Yeah, it's 
you know, we didn't talk, we did not do our due due diligence with some of these teams. And but again, looking at the Sun Belt, you know, James Madison was a darling. Um, you know, always talking about App State, um, and then we just kind of Troy just went under the radar, and you know. <laughs> Great. We talked about Texas Great State season. with the resurgence, uh, yes, and then the, the upset of Baylor early in the year. Yep. Uh, South Alabama, we talked about because of their win over Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was just uh, the Sun Belt's a great conference too. I mean, let's let's not get it twisted. I think we we no. tend to lean towards the East in that conference just mm-hmm. because of all those former FCS powers that are that are playing pretty well at the FBS level now in the Sunbelt East. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Troy, Troy has uh, been a stalwart in the, in the Sunbelt West and uh, they continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to stay with the group of five with the American uh, Jay. I, I did, did. We both call this one. I think you had SMU. I think, too, so. right? I think we did yeah, both call this SMU. one. SMU wins the American. Uh, I did not think it was going to be double digits. 26, 14. Um, I think the X factor here was Tulane's just inability to run the football. Um, Tulane could not get anything going on the ground. Um, and I think that was what changed this game. SMU controlled this game up front. They controlled the game up front, um, in the trenches, which is not usually SMU's MO, by the way, they are not usually a beat you, uh, punch you in the mouth type team. Uh, this is the end of the Willie Fritz era at Tulane as he's headed to Houston. Uh, that might also have had a little bit of a factor on the team of like our coaches leaving us, like what the hell. Um, but no, SMU wins. And Jay, I have to say something. Again, I have, I have defended, I have defended people this year who I I can't stand. Okay. Like, I don't like Eli Drinkwitz. And I was in the beginning of the year. Did you saying, see his conversations thing, by the way? I did. It was it was pretty funny. I still think he's a I, I still think he's a blowhard, but whatever. It was it was funny. Um I I don't like Eli Drinkwitz, and I said, Hey, I think Bazoo's gonna have a good great year this year. Um I don't like Florida State. And I'm like, Yeah, they got screwed. I hate Texas. And I'm like, hey, they deserve to be in there. So Maybe it's me this year, but I'm going to defend SMU now. Another team that I really don't like. And SMU, Jay, got left out of a New Year's Six Bowl because Liberty was undefeated and looked like they were more deserving. Even though, even though everybody knows, we all know, SMU would most likely beat them. That SMU is most likely the better team over Liberty, but we're taking Liberty, who didn't play a single Power 5 team. Liberty's going to go to the Fiesta Bowl instead of SMU because they are undefeated and they're deserving because they went undefeated. And SMU is being left out because they lost to TCU and Kansas State. Two yeah, power the, fives. Uh, the best Liberty win, I think, is the Bowling Green win. Uh, as far as non-conference, uh, they played Bowling Green, Buffalo, and in and, and Massachusetts. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? The Old Dominion win is not bad either. Uh, now that I know no, the guy, not. that's not uh, SMU got screwed. They sh- they sh- they should be going to f- the, to the Fiesta Bowl. 
I, I, I also think SMU would beat Liberty, uh, but man, it's it's tough to argue with it. With that being said, uh, SMU is going to Boston College, which means uh, they're playing somebody that's going to be uh, or not going to Boston College. They're playing in the the Wasabi Fenway Bowl against Boston College. Uh, who's going to be a conference mate next year? Right, ACC. People forget. <laughs> that stinks. I'm sorry. It's also it's a 10 a.m. Central Time game. Uh, 11 for you. Uh, so that that that's it's a double. I, I didn't. Get, I I thought I looked through all the bolts. That stinks. Again, I'm 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 defending SMU, a team who I hate. I don't like them. I hate them. And SMU. <laughs> SMU's going to the 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 Fenway Bowl. They're gonna go play at Fenway Park. Go Sox. They should have sent Liberty to that. That's ridiculous. Although I will say this, I think it did give a mix up. I think SMU would have been in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri, and yeah. then I think Ohio State they would have shipped Ohio State to the Fiesta. I think that is what would have happened there if SMU made it. But SMU getting left out of New Year's Six, I think, is absolute garbage, especially after you just put Alabama in saying they were the be- they're were they clearly the better team. And then you, you didn't even focus on looking at your homework. And one more thing, I, because I'm, before I go off the rails, which I have already have, um, I wouldn't schedule a tough out-of-conference opponent ever again. Why? There's no use. Get the best record. Get the best record. Go. Win your I conference. Mean, to, be, to be fair, does Texas get in without that win over Alabama? No. But if I'm Florida State, I, you say, well, why try? Because yeah. Florida State went out and played LSU and they well, knowing. I think, I think what happens there is, is Florida State goes to a, you know, a Saudi oil fund and says, buy us out of the ACC. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, we, I was going to talk about that at the end of the show. I, th- I think the ACC is done as we know it. Yeah. I think it's this is clearly the, the end of the ACC because of that. Um, but no, um, I don't know. Again, I, I uh, I'm not getting on this again. You don't have to go back and retread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was just gonna go round in circles, round in circles. Okay. Yeah. Um, now the, the reason why we're going around in circles, uh, Alabama uh, beats Georgia. Nick Saban is inevitable. Beats Alabama. And listen, this was a great game. But I will say this. I think Alabama got out to a nice, strong lead, and they just held on. Georgia, a few missed opportunities to score points that they missed early on. And again, I hate to bring up the eye. Alabama just looked better this entire game. Like, it just it just seemed like the Tide's day. It seemed like a team that saw death in the face and was like, we're going to take care of business. You know, um, sometimes those wins, those emotional wins can propel a team. Sometimes they'll have the hangover. This is an Alabama team that was like, okay, we have new life and we're going to take advantage of it. So Alabama wins, I think, and they are better than Georgia. And I will stand by that. Alabama, better team than Georgia. This was no fluke. This was no funky stuff. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, clearly better than Georgia. Yep. Uh I mean, and just a great game plan they came out with. Uh, you know, Georgia was using two spies on on Milrow for a lot of the game, and uh, Milrow looked fantastic. I think that was one of Milrow's best games that he's had all year. Yep. Uh, but it, it's, I mean, look, 
these teams have so much familiarity with each other. You got to constantly be evolving and throwing yep. uh, new things into it. And and maybe George was hurt a little bit by uh, Bowers and McConkey not being at one hundred percent. But uh, I mean, it was a beautiful game by Alabama, and uh, I I think they deserve to win it. And uh, they controlled it from start to finish. And uh, now the tight are in the playoffs. So uh, <laughs> I do have to wonder if we're going to get an Alabama and Texas rematch for the national championship. That would be a lot of fun. That would be that would actually be a whole lot of fun. Um, all right, next up the the other one we've been talking about, Florida State. Beats Louisville by 10, 16-6. Listen, this was a rough game. This this look this did look like let's come on, let's call it what it is. This looked like a Big Ten West matchup. This looked like it was Big Ten. Um it looked punning, defense, a little bit of bad offense. Um, but you know, I th- I will say this. I think Louisville's defense is underrated, and I think Florida State's defense is very, very good. Jared Verse is uh, out out of this world. Two sacks on the day. And listen, that's a Pennsylvania kid, by the way. Grew up an hour and ten minutes from Penn State, who Florida State got to go there. Um, And listen, the other thing is, uh, Tade Rotomaker is the second string at Florida State who did not play in this game. And he is a very big step up. I think Rotomaker is good. Nah, I should take that back. I think he's all right. Um, and I think this game would have been a lot more in hand if he was uh, playing. He was not. Uh, I believe concussion protocol. But uh, Florida State beats Louisville. Uh, Louisville, great season for the Cardinals. Uh, Jeff Brom, heck of a job his first year. But Florida State ends the year 13-0, ACC champ. Um, I will say the ACC is the weakest conference, I think, by far. I will say that. Um, however, you still beat LSU. You beat another SEC team in Florida. You win all your ACC games. You deserve to go in. Yep, hundred uh, percent. No matter how ugly the championship game is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is okay. Hey, won by double digits. They did win by double digits. There you go. Yeah. Uh, man, Louisville had some opportunities to win this game too, though. Uh, mm. And just didn't just didn't capitalize uh, the block punt where where Louisville has incredible uh, field position and throws an interception was the backbreaker I think. Uh, then the actual Big Ten championship, not the one that felt like a Big Ten championship, Michigan at Iowa. I mean, I think this played out pretty much how we thought it would, except you know maybe Iowa kept it closer. Uh, it was. You know, Michigan dominated from start to finish, uh, and Iowa couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, not much else to say. Wolverines get the number one seed. Uh, I don't know if you have much to add here other than no, uh, um, Michi- Michigan didn't seem excited to, to get Alabama in the uh, semifinal matchup. I think that was just – those were just people there. Those weren't players. Those were just those are just other people, family members, and people there um, that made that uh, – that, uh, that groan. Um, no, the only thing here that uh, Michigan settled for uh, too many field goals. I had the over, and uh, they just kept settling for field goals. So, yeah, um, yeah, Michigan just dominated this game, just wore Iowa down, and that's pretty much what we all expected. Um, this week, it's Army Navy week. Um, both teams are five and six. 
Um, do any of them have a shot at a bowl? They have to, right? As six and six. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they have to. Yeah, this is weird. I feel like they're usually they usually they already say what bowl they're going to be in, right? Yeah. Let me let me check. Um, you because you would think that like the winner of this game gets to go to a bowl. Yeah. I don't know. They have to go to a bowl. I don't know. Let, let me sh- let me look it up. You look that up I- and I'm going to I'll I'll do a small breakdown here. Um I, I take the under here. Under is over under is at 28. Listen, get nuts. This is Army Navy. Take the under. This one might end, you know, 14-7. Uh 14, you know, 10 to 3. Um, take the under and here's the other thing, guys. Remember running clocks. So on first downs, except for the last two minutes, you're going to have a running clock. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you take the under here. Mm, as far as teams go, I would say probably you take the favorite. You probably take army in this one. I think Army's probably a little bit better. Jay got some. So apparently this game does not count towards bowl eligibility. So neither team will be going to a bowl game. What? Why? Just because it's played after the conclusion of the regular season. But they, but they, they're both five and six. Yep. So they have to have six well, wins. So Air Force, I know eligible. Air Force, Air Force is in the armed forces bowl, right? Yep. Well, so wait, then who's in? The military bowl is Virginia Tech and uh, Tulane, I think. Because there's a military bowl, and then there's an armed forces bowl, right? Yep. Which which is the one by Lockheed Martin? Uh, I think that's the, uh, the armed forces bowl in Fort Worth. Which is wild that that's a sponsor. I don't think enough people realize how wild of a sponsor that is. <laughs> like, hey, our death machines are sponsoring this football game. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's enough. That's enough politics. Yeah, um, I, I definitely lead. Uh, I definitely lean more towards uh, the bad boy mowers or the cherry <laughs> bundies of the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jay, you got anything for Army Navy? I, I I think Army wins, but I think you definitely take under twenty eight. Yeah. Uh... Listen, this is always one of the more entertaining games for the non-casual football fan. Like a lot of people, people have strong feelings about this game one way or the other, right? Like you're either a fan of it or you look at it and you say, this is terrible football that I don't want to watch. I fall in the former camp. I Mm -hmm. want to watch this game anytime it's on. Uh, It's just big game. Honestly, like I think it should be played in the snow every year. This year in, in Foxborough, it's going to be 43. Uh, so so no snow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is always a fun one. And Army is joining the American Conference. So pretty soon this will be a conference game. No, yeah. It's it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where it's, I guess, yeah, it's going to be a conference game. But it's, what was I going to say? Is this still going to count for the? Re- is it still going to count for the regular season though? That kind of threw me off. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Uh, people that are smarter than me will uh, <laughs> will no doubt have articles out about how that's going to function. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, I'm excited to watch this game. Uh, should be a fun one. Army, mm-hmm. you know, close out the season pretty strong, right? Like they have wins over Air Force, Holy Cross, and then uh, Coastal Carolina. Like that one over Coastal Carolina is nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, they also had a win over UTSA earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have losses to UMass. And makes no sense. Uh, not good. Not good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, did you say who you're leaning towards, Army or Navy? I'm leaning towards Army. Yeah, I think I am too. Uh, by the way, if you wanted to attend this game, I love the uh, tickets as low as feature on ESPN. Uh, $272 is going to be your lowest ticket per that feature on is ESPN. It in, is it in Boston again? Foxborough, yeah. Foxborough, yeah. I, I I always I always talked about going when it's back in Philly. Um, but I think I definitely... Maybe we can get a sponsor and, and they'll pay for us to go. Dude, I've been... <laughs> listen, man, my friends and I, we've been talking about it for years. Like, we, we always keep Army Navy in our back pocket. Like, just in case we don't have, like, a marquee game we could make like for our yeah annual trip that um, we always feel like we have army Navy in our back pocket, you know, just in case, cause it's, it's always on the East coast, usually in Philadelphia, which is, you know, pretty close for most of us. Um, so let's end it here with some transfer portal chaos. Um, there's a lot of people in the portal. Okay. A lot. Um, DJU out of Oregon state and Cam Ward are getting out of Oregon state and Washington state respectfully. I think they don't want to be, I don't know, maybe they don't want to be group of five quarterbacks, um, seeing if they can make it in the power five. Uh, Kyle McCord, I think, is the biggest one out of uh, Ohio State in the portal. Dylan Gabriel, for Oklahoma. And I think a lot of these guys, Jay, are testing the waters. I think a lot of these guys have representation that's saying, hey, go in the portal, see what you got, and then you can still come back. I, I, do I think it's fair to their t- to a lot of their teammates and coaches? No, but guess what? I, I'm sorry, and I know coaches have worked their way up and they get the right to do this, but coaches are testing the waters with their players, you know, with jobs yeah. and everything like that, you know. So if a and everyone says, "Well, the coach can make more money," and well, listen, the kid can too, because listen, one. One injury and it, it's over. Jordan Travis, you know, it could be done tomorrow. So, um, I also think some of these players that, especially ones that maybe aren't playing, are probably like they may have had a coach that said, "Listen, like you might want to jump in the portal and see what you can get." Um, you know, I, you know, we we saw with Dion Dion coming in and saying, "Hey." You know, if you don't, you know, you might want to jump in the portal. It literally told that tight end. And he was like, hey, jump in the portal. I'm going to replace you. Yeah. So I, I don't, in this day of a, in in age, guys can go in the portal for a multitude of reasons. Um, And I, I don't think it's right to call them greedy. And I don't think it's right to say, oh, they're soft because they don't want to fight for their position. And listen, there are probably some there is probably some merit to that somewhere but the the generally 
it's you you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. You have no idea yep. what players are going through. You have no idea. And yeah, there's probably a guy that's like your situation is probably there somewhere where a kid is just like, oh, I ain't gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, fight for this spot. But more times than not, I think the majority of the kids that are in there are just trying to find the best place for them. I really do. Um, so I think a lot of the college football hardos, um, you know, lose it over this. I'll, although I will say, Jay, do I think there should be some guidelines on this? Absolutely. I think there needs to be something to reprimand tampering because I do believe tampering is rampant. And I think the coaches and through players, there needs to be something there for guidelines. However, this is the hand the kids are dealt. This is the environment the kids are in. I cannot fault the kids, but I do think the system needs some work and it needs some guidelines because we cannot have coaches tampering with players for a pay for play. Yep. I agree wholeheartedly of the tampering thing. It's, it's, and it's especially bad for like group of five teams where I think mm-hmm. power five teams are poaching their top guys, uh, which, which I, I hate. I mean, I can't fault kids for going to a place that they think is going to give them a better shot at the league. You only have your body for so long. It's going to fail you. Eventually uh, you got to maximize opportunities while you can. Uh, with that being said, it's it it sucks for the system because it's it's going to decrease parity. Uh, I I don't know I don't know uh, I I don't have the answers to it. Somebody again, this is where I say somebody probably more intelligent than I am can come up with a fix for it. Uh, because I also don't want to take op- opportunities away from kids, right? Like to improve anybody with any job, uh, right? Like you're you're trying to advance. You're trying to get better pay. You're trying to get better resources. These are all things that make your life better. And you can't really fault somebody for, for going elsewhere to try to do that. Uh, so it'll be something to keep an eye on going forward to see if there's more guidelines put in. Uh, but really where I want to see changes are with the, with the tampering side of things because we know what's going on. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we know tampering's happening. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, like, when the first crackdown is going to be on that because I think it's yeah. coming at some point. Yeah. Uh, Where's Trent Dilfer? But- Trent Dilfer <laughs> was supposed to get to the bottom of this, and he was going to call people out, and he was going to name names. And he never, and we haven't heard anything from him. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where, what's going That's on. That's that. But- Oh man. But, um, but, yeah. one last one last thing. Um this is the end of the ACC. It's it's coming. It's over, I think. I think the ACC is going to be dead. They're going to be the next conference that's going to be dead in the water because we had just saw again 13 and 0 ACC champion left out of the college football playoff. A team that also played a ranked SEC team and beat them. And played, um, you know, a six and six, a bowl. Did Florida go six and six? I don't know. Uh, possibly. Uh, a, I don't, I don't know. Florida. Six, a, a, anyway, they played Florida, who is very down, but still played Florida. So you played 10. Florida's five and seven. Yeah. Okay. So they played, uh, what that would make 11, 11 power five teams. No, yeah. 10. No, they played 10. 
they they played South, Southern Miss, who was a group of five, and then FCS, Northern Alabama. Right. Well, that, but that's still eleven, because you have the no. championship game with Louisville. That's right. That's right. So they still. So yeah, they played eleven Power Five games. They won. You know. So again, I think the committee got the best four in, but I don't agree with how Florida State was left out. Um. Yep. And again, I, this is the end of the ACC. This is the end. You just showed that you don't respect that conference enough. And I do think it's the worst Power 5 conference this year. I do. But here's the other thing, Jay. ACC versus SEC. Do you know what the record is between the teams this year? Six and four ACC. Six and four ACC. So, again, I I understand matchups. I understand all that. But I don't know. I I do not know. but yeah, I think the ACC is going to crumble. I don't know who's going to go where when that all goes down. That is a story for another day. Um, but yeah, Florida State, um, that just proved that you're not, that the AC, that there, that no one, or I should say the committee does not respect a 13-0 ACC team this year. Yeah. Or at the very least, they think that, the SEC is just that much better, which there is a point there. There's a very big point there. Um, So um, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Next week, we will have Joe Popon for our bowl game extravaganza show. Um, So, you know, get ready. It's, Tell your friends, uh, you know, if you're in bowl game pools, definitely listen. I know last three years I've been a 65% against the spread. Jay is usually over five, over 500. Joe Pop is, uh, I don't know how the man has done in bowl games, to be honest with you, but he is on a complete tear with his, uh, with his pages. So um, definitely tune in next week for a, the, Bowl game extravaganza will probably spend, you know, little synopsis on every single game. So make sure you tune into that. Um, but no, Jay, anything to leave the people with? No, just as always, we appreciate the support. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, give us a rating, five stars, all that stuff that helps us grow. Uh, you don't know how much it it helps us kind of get get out there. So. Uh, Every little bit can, can make a difference for us. So uh, if you're looking to sponsor us also, we'd love that. Uh, so, so reach out to us for that as well. Uh, as always, thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you all. See you next week. Have a great week.